attending church and being part of a church is not a hobby. Attending church and being part of a church is not a hobby. Attending church and being part of a church is not a hobby. And I said that Paul's letters from Romans and all that he wrote was written to the church. Everything Paul taught, he taught to the church. I am telling you the importance of belonging to a church. So God instructs them to write teachings for the church. If you don't belong to a church, you will never know what God is saying for your life or over your life. So because we go to church to know God's mind, what God has done for us, that is very important in our going to church. Again, I said that in those days, they had no printing press, no recorders, no video cameras to record services so that you can watch on Facebook. They had nothing like that. So to grow as a Christian, you have to belong to a church, a local church, before you can receive what God is saying. That shows how important the church is. If you go and you don't write, you are in trouble because... How would you then live by what has been said? You know, James said something profound. He says, be ye not hearers deceiving yourself. One is a hearer when he just hears the word of God and goes away and forgets. If you don't write, you forget what has been said about you. I can't remember the number of times I went to the altar, what we used to call altar, to go and give my life to Jesus. Because you are going to give your life to Jesus. A pastor comes again and says, Hey, are you sure you are going? Ask yourself, close your eyes. Ask yourself, are you a Christian? And because you are just a hearer, not a doer, you are forgetting what the word of God has said. Then you begin to question yourself. Am I sure I'm a Christian? Oh God, forgive me, eh? Take me as your child. Me, your man, friendly. My son, I dear. Yes, I'm you cry. I'm coming, Next time somebody comes to preach a hot message. Or somebody has a dream. Since I'm telling you, God is my witness. Last night I couldn't sleep. I had a dream. The whole world was robocopping. People were running. The Lord told me the world is coming to an end. As you are listening to this audio, wherever you may be, my name is Sister Ngozi. Every day, Nigerians are having video. You have to take this message serious. I know God is my witness. I can't lie on God's word. Last night, something happened in my room, and only God can bear me witness. <laughs> Their voices are always treble. Sister, wherever you are hearing, brother, wherever you are hearing this message, 
I want you to know that the world can come to an end in two or three days. I record that there's a six months ago. <laughs> if God gave us six books to read to tell us about his word, he doesn't need that emotional about video or audio to do anything. There are so many things they say is God. When you don't know God, you'll be very emotional. Please think about this for a minute. Jesus has resurrected from the dead. The man who died to save the whole world. He has resurrected. He's back. Call him a ghost, whatever you want to call him. The man comes. And he's not showing the disciples vision. He's not even taking a spiritual selfie. To give it to them to go around the world. And be showing. This is a sign. The people who were there when he died. He didn't permit that. James, Peter, can you draw my hand? So that you go and show people. When he died, there, there. Three days. He didn't die for 17 months. Three, just three days. One, two, three days. The man is resurrected. He comes in the midst of the disciples who saw him die. And when he came, he didn't give them any vision. No, whether they were sleeping or trance, no vision. What Jesus did is he took the Bible and taught them from the Bible to prove that he is alive. The man is standing there, but he didn't say, let's look at, you see this rip. This rip on the third one is a sign of sis. He didn't do that nonsense. He went to the Bible and sent them that they should go and preach from the Bible. Then you are sitting in 2020. You are seeing vision. And we should use your vision to preach. Stop that. That you had a dream and it was raining in heaven. And some people's house, there was no roof. No, stop that. No disciple preach from their vision. They preach the written word. First Corinthians 15 from verse 1. Read the Bible. The church is full of emotional preaching. Sensationality. Superstition. Uh-huh. First Corinthians chapter 15 from 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren. Moreover, brethren. I declare unto you the I gospel. I declared unto you what? The gospel. The gospel. Which I preached unto you. Which you heard me preach. Which also ye have received. Which you also received. Wherein ye stand. Where you also stand. By which also ye are saved. By that this gospel is what saved you. If ye keep in if memory. If ye keep in memory. What I preach, what unto, I preach you, unto you. Unless you, unless you had believed in Vain. Uh-huh. For I delivered unto you For first I, of all. Paul, delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Which I saw in a vision. Which I also received. Which a spirit came to my room. Which I also received. So the gospel Paul is preaching is a gospel he received from how? How that Christ how died, that Christ died for, our sins, for our sins according to the scriptures. According to what? The scripture. The Bible. Not I had an encounter on the road of Damascus. And I saw a light. Brothers and sisters, the light is real. 
He did not preach for people to be saved even upon his supernatural encounter with Jesus. The gospel I preach is the one that was delivered to me. And what was delivered to me was that Christ died according to who? Not that Paul, Pete, sorry, not that Peter, James, they saw him and he showed them their hand and he showed his rib. No! According to the scriptures. Uh-huh. Verse 4. And that he was buried. And that he was buried. And that he rose again and that the third he day. Rose again the third day. According to the all scriptures. according to what? The scriptures. Ah. So what we preach is what the scriptures say. No sensationalities. Her conviction is in nothing. But what does the Bible say? So what does the Bible say about me going to church? What is the church? Is somebody here? So if they went to church, everybody paid attention, everybody wrote. Because if you don't write... How are you going to know what God was saying and to meditate? Again, I said to you, I'm moving on. I said to you that Paul's letters contained so many things Jesus had in his mind but never said. Paul's letters, when you read Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, First and second Thessalonians, first and second Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Jude. All that Paul wrote were things Jesus wanted to say that he didn't say. You can find that evidence in John chapter 16, 12, and 13. Jesus was teaching his disciples about he indwelling them. Jesus wanted to teach the disciples who you are in Christ, but they couldn't understand. John 16, 12 and 13. John chapter 16, the verse 12 and 13. Aha. Uh-huh. I have yet many things to say. I have yet many you, things to say to you. But ye cannot bear but them you now. can't bear it now. How be it when but he But don't worry, when he the spirit of, the truth, spirit of truth is, is come, come, he will guide you he into will all guide truth. you into this I want to talk to you about. For he shall not speak of himself. Because he will not be speaking of himself. But whatsoever he shall but hear. But whatsoever he will hear. That shall he speak. That confirmation is in First John, First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine and ten. So Jesus had things to say at that time. The disciples could not understand. He says, "Don't worry. After resurrection, Spirit of God will bring clarity." First Corinthians chapter two, the verse nine, nine and, and ten. ten. Mm-hmm. But as it is written, but as it is written, I have not seen, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor heard, neither have entered into the heart of neither man, have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. For the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed them. But unto God us, has done what? Revealed, revealed them, them unto us, unto us by His Spirit. By what? His Spirit. Jesus said, "The Spirit of Truth to do what? Reveal them." Paul is saying. God, by the Spirit, has revealed them. Are you getting it? Are you here? So there were things Jesus wanted to say. He couldn't say because the people's 
mindset could not handle what he wanted to say. For example, he told them that I am going to the Father and you will be with me and I'll be in you. They said, ah, Jesus, show us the Father. He said, ah, don't you know when you see me, I've seen the Father. They didn't understand. He said, don't worry. When the spirit of truth is come, he will lead you into all of the truth. Are you here? So the things Jesus wanted to say that he didn't say, Paul and the people who wrote the epistles told us all. And it's all about Jesus living in you, I in you, we in him. Is that clear? Okay. Next point. Trying to move forward. Paul's revelation... Paul's revelation was a key revelation in the Bible. Paul's revelation. That is the understanding Paul had about who we are in Christ. What we have. What is ours. What we have become. They are key revelation in the Bible. It brought sense. Or better said, it it brought biblical sense. To the Bible, it brought a lot of logical sense to how we are to receive that revelation. Are you here? Another very key important fact about Paul's writing is that in the books of Paul are two major doctrinal books. In the books of Paul, are two major doctrinal books. One is Ephesians and the other is Colossians. Paul wrote two major doctrinal books. The first is Ephesians, the second is Colossians. And then the book of Galatians is a defense of his gospel. He wrote two doctrinal books. I'll be explaining this. You understand better. One is the book of Ephesians. The other is Colossians. And then the book of Galatians is a book where he is defending what he preaches. That is why he tells it from verse 1. Galatians 1. It, he says, if anybody comes to preach another gospel, out of the one I've taught you, let him be accursed. He repeated it in verse 6 and verse 8. It was a defense. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you? How do you begin in the spirit and you want to end in the flesh? Did you receive what you have by works or you received it by grace? So he's defending what he preaches. Paul preached the grace of God and people were questioning it. So in the book of Galatians, he took his time to defend the gospel that he preaches. Are you here? Some things will make sense. Then in the book of Romans, he talks about righteousness. Comparing it to the law. And then a bit of salvation. So in Romans, what Paul does is he compares using your strength to gain righteousness or righteousness by the law and then righteousness by the grace of God. Like Romans chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 10, the verse 1 and 2. 
Brethren, Brethren, my heart's desire, my heart prayer desire to God for Israel is uh-huh. that they might be saved. That they will be saved. For I bear them record. I bear them with record that they have a zeal. They have a zeal of God, for God, but, but not, not according, according to knowledge. knowledge. Uh-huh. Verse three. Uh-huh. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish. They are going about establishing their, their own righteousness. righteousness have which not is submitted themselves and because of the that they have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God then he explains what is man's righteousness and God's righteousness continue for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone to that anybody believes. who is a believer for when anybody believes in Jesus righteousness by law doesn't work in you Verse 5. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. So the man who does the things of the law lives by that. That's how they get their righteousness. Eh? But the righteousness which is of faith But the righteousness which is of faith says what? Say not in thine heart. Don't say in your heart. Who shall ascend into into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Mm -hmm. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. The word is nigh thee. Even in, even in thy mouth and, and in thy, thy heart. That, that is the, the word of faith which we preach. Uh-huh. That if, if thou, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and, and shalt shall believe in thy heart that God, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For, For with the, the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation hallelujah so he's showing you two kinds of righteousness one by the law keeping the law and a righteousness which is of god that you receive when you believe that jesus resurrected from the dead hallelujah so when you read romans you will see paul explaining righteousness by the law and righteousness by grace then he talks a bit about salvation. Now, another thing Paul did. There are similarities between Ephesians and Colossians. Because they are doctrinal books, some things he wrote, they are similar. Some believe that, or historically it is believed that he wrote the same books within like a week apart. So there are a lot of similarities in Ephesians and Colossians. Example, the instruction he gives husbands and wife. In Colossians chapter 3, is the same as the instruction he gave husband and wife in Ephesians chapter 5. The same with work of redemption. What he said in Colossians chapter 2 is the same thing he said in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's take similarities. One. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh-huh. Sing, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay. So then you come to Colossians 3.16. Colossians chapter 3 the verse 16. Mm-hmm. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly mm-hmm. in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord hallelujah so similarities in the writing now very important this is where i'm going today looking at paul's revelation 
you will find four major things he spoke about. In Paul's revelation, he speaks about four things. Four things Paul teaches the church. One, soteriology. Soteria. So better still, soteriology is S-O-T-E-R-I and then logy. Soteria simply means salvation. Soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. That's soteria. Is the Greek for salvation. So one key thing Paul taught in his books is soteriology, which is the study of salvation. The study of salvation. Paul took his time to help us to understand when you say somebody is saved, what is salvation? Paul taught it in his book. 2 Timothy 3.15 is an evidence. Paul writing to his protege, Timothy, he says, from a child. Timothy chapter 3, the verse 16. 15. 15. And that from a and child. And that from a child. Thou hast known the you holy scriptures. You have known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make thee which wise. Which are able to make thee wise. Unto salvation. Unto what? Salvation. salvation. Through faith which is in Christ through Jesus. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It is Paul who taught us how to define that somebody is saved. In Romans chapter 10 from verse 8 to 12. What we just read. The word is nigh thee in thy heart. The word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with your mouth. It is Paul who explained to us at what point a man gets saved. So in the writings of Paul, you will see him explaining salvation. Is that clear? Paul taught salvation. Soteriology is a major doctrine of Paul. Soteriology is a major doctrine of Paul. If there is something Paul took his time to teach, it's salvation. Peter even bared witness to that. That the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Of which our brother Paul. You remember that scripture? Soteriology is a major teaching in Paul's writing. Please don't forget that. Write it in capital for me. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 15. Peter chapter 3, the verse 16. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. An account that's the long suffering of our Lord. The account is that the long suffering of our Lord is what? Salvation. The long suffering of God is salvation. Eh? Even as our beloved brother Paul. Even as our beloved brother Paul. Also according to the wisdom given unto him. Also according to the wisdom given unto him. Hath written unto you. He has written about salvation unto you. So key teachings of Paul that even Peter bears record is that God gave Paul wisdom about salvation. Paul taught about how salvation is received. We needed somebody to explain to us at what point can you say somebody has received salvation? Paul taught it. 
you can bear witness that this person is saved. Paul taught it. Romans 10. 8 to 10 again. Chapter 10, the verse 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. But what saith it? He says, what saith it? The word is nigh The thee, word is nigh thee, Even in thy mouth and in thy Even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. The word of faith that is preached. Preach. Uh-huh. That if thou shalt confess if with thy mouth. If you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. He says, Paul is saying, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. And shall believe in thine heart. And you believe in your heart. That God hath raised That God from the raised dead, Jesus from the dead. What happens to thou you? Thou shalt be saved. So Paul says, you want to know a man that is saved? Instead of scaring people and wondering whether you are saved or not. Two things you have to ask. Have you believed in your heart? That Jesus died. Have you confessed with your mouth that God raised him from the dead? He says, if you have done that, you are saved. So whether trumpet or totrobento or brass band, it doesn't matter. Paul teaches us. So teaching is for clarity. So for me to be confused about whether I'm saved or not, is a non-starter. Whether when the trumpet sound, I'll go on, it's a non-starter. Are you saved? How do I know I'm saved? The writings of Paul, the letters of Paul, explain salvation. It also explains when we receive salvation. Is that clear? And I'm saying he wrote these things to the church. So if you don't belong to a church, if you don't go and study in a church, how would you know whether you are saved? You'll be listening to radio and listening to things and scaring yourself for nothing. Next point. So when you study Paul's doctrine... You understand salvation. When you study Paul's doctrine, you will understand salvation. Are you following me? When you read Paul's letters, you understand salvation. Another interesting study Paul gave the church is eschatology. Eschatology. That is the study of the last day's events. The study of the last day's event is one of the major things Paul taught in his letters. That is to say, the things that happened at the last days. And Paul says the spirit speaks expressly. T, T, I'm coming up. T, listen very carefully. Paul, in his teaching, eh, taught us about the last day's event. So it's not a movie you go and watch. A pastor is preaching. Whilst he's preaching, you know, a pilot is driving. And all these movies are written by unbelievers. Misquoting scripture and Christians are afraid. Because you don't read. Paul has given us eschatology. He says... The spirit speaks expressly. That means when you read the writings of Paul, you don't need anybody to do movie for you to understand the last days. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Tell your Bibles. Shadia, Shadia. Ah, Paul takes his time, sisters. He takes his time to tell us about the last days. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. 
First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Uh-huh. First Timothy the chapter 4 the verse 1. Mm-hmm. Now the spirit speaketh expressly. The spirit is not in confusion. No. He speaks plainly and expressly. Uh-huh. That in the latter times. That in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith. Some will depart from the faith. Giving heed to And they will be giving spirits. heed to what? seducing spirit and doctrines of devils and the seducing the seducing spirit equals to doctrine of devils seducing spirit is not mommy water seducing spirit then they will bring a woman oh jesus seducing spirit is the doctrine of what Devils. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. He says seducing spirit is when people speak lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with seared a hot with iron. Hot iron. Eh? Forbidden to marry. They are telling people don't marry. And commanding to abstain from meat. Uh-huh. Which, which God had created... To be received with thanksgiving. Mary Pork. Mary say. You say, you say that with that It's called seducing spirits. Second Timothy 3 1. Paul, he thought about the last days. He thought. He thought, oh. Thought, thought. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also. That in the last days, perilous, perilous times, times shall come. Uh-huh. For men shall be lovers of their own they selves. They will be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. They will be covetous. Boasters. Boasters. Proud. Proud. Blasphemers. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Disobedient. Wait, 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 wait. A news. Is there? They are doing it. Come. Unthankful. 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 for. Without natural affection. Without natural affection. Trust breakers. Trust what? Breakers. What a what a line up no? Obama um. We have just created our own last days. And the simple, simple people are so covetous, they want to come to church, so a seed that will transform their life. It's covetousness. Stop gambling with God. Go and work. You don't know Shelly, you want to be a millionaire. I see you becoming a manager from how? Where is your resource? Go and see somewhere. I have this oil. Oh, come and let me wash your feet to change your life. These are seducing spirits. Lies from the devil. That's why people are impatient. You just graduated, and only God knows how you pass your exams. You want to drive. Drive what? First, drive your life. Before you want to buy a car. No, no, so young graduates of a car up a four by four. It's not your fault. It's, not, it's just not your fault. Have you asked of the price of fuel? You know how much they sell brake pad? They see people, their salary is 1200 they are holding phone, 5,000. Would you be an arm robber? It's just a subtle arm robbery. 
Shasia Malis Tinidium. Second Timothy chapter three from verse one. No, who do bad there? Obekas will be my scanfan started. Koto pano mametunto. I can't wait for somebody to send me iPhone 13. It's not your fault. Bibi Jijo. Have you heard that song before? Then the chorus. Bibi Jijo. You won't go and upgrade your education so you get better opportunities in life. You want to hold a phone that people whose salary is what you get in the next three years are holding. Just to show off to your friends. That's all your phone is for. So all the Pride Association of Africa, all they do is that too. Show, have you seen my new, I just got this baby. They're not employed. It's, that's, that's just what it is. Tell me what do you want me to do for you on a birthday. If you can buy me iPhone, you will get the iPhone, then you come and ask for rent on top of it. It's very sad, eh? Number one. When a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. For men, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Lovers of their own self. Covetous. We are saying men shall be lovers of selfie. Some people can video themselves. Any nonsense. I can't call bathroom. No, so my live video am I Lovers of themselves. Eh? Covetous. Covetous. Taking that which is not theirs. Boastful. For lies count. Boastful liars. Eh? Proud. Proud. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. Disobedient to parents. Disobedience to parents. Unthankful. Unthankful. Unholy. Ungrateful people. Unholy. Ungrateful. Hey, this generation, ungrateful people. The only man done so far said, me a thousand pen of the mammy. Who will be? Why are you making people too? Unthankful. Unthankful. Without natural, without natural affection. Uh-huh. Trust breakers. Trust breakers. You have a conversation with somebody. You you are somebody's friend because something happens. Everything they have ever trusted you with, you start forwarding it to people. So people, whilst you are talking with them, they are screenshotting your conversation. Trust breakers. False accusers. False accusers. Liars. Say things they don't know. They can swear with Jesus on top of it. If somebody trusts you, you have a friend, something happens, your dignity is that whatever was with the two of you in that friendship, if the friendship is that, it should die in that friendship that is dead. Somebody will trust you with their life and because you're offended... You want to show you no. And he says, these signs are last day signs. Have you seen how filler flows on social media? That one should tell you the last days, not the things you are seeing a cockroach or a, 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 a creature sitting on top of a tree. There be, there be. 
You want to know, realize this. How everybody's business is out there. People's private life. You are sending me the man who entered into somebody's room. Do I know him? If you send me a man entering into a woman's room and they caught them, and so what? The sad thing is that some of the videos are coming from Kenya. Have you been to Kenya before? Have you even sat in a plane before in the first place? Somebody in Kenya you don't know. And whatever. Is that your business? Then you have become chairman. You are using that small data you have to be forwarding it to others. Are you okay? Pejumabio, find job. Incontinent, mm-hmm. fierce, mm-hmm. despises of those that are good. Despises of who? Those that are good. They despise. You see, some people can play down on your commitment to the things of God. Despises of those that are good. Jimmy, me, sir. And then you are sitting and they are doing that to you. They despise good and think rebellion should be celebrated. They despise loyalty and think you're a fool. Despises of things that people that are good. It's the last day's thing. Christianity is all in your heart. Should you be listening to only one person? It's a spirit of the last days. Traitors. 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 Talking to you, recording it. Traitors. Selling people. Selling your own friend. Judas spirit. Heady. Heady. High-minded. 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 They are not cutting their coat according to their size. High-minded. Bible says don't look at yourself too highly. She wanted me to come. She would have sent me an invitation. She didn't send me an invitation. But you heard it. You needed a letter with stamp. And signature. High-minded. Calm down. Calm down. If you calm down, it will help you a lot. High-minded. Your mother knows you don't have. Yes, you want to sell their family property to do wedding. Unbelievable. Go and do it. When you finish, we are here. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> hey, I used to think they do video for now. They do pre-marital video. It used to be picture, photo. It has graduated. I saw one I'll never forget. They did a video by the sea. And they used drone to shoot. I said, hey. They will kill people, though. High-minded. Hmm. You just saw the man three months. You are doing pre-marital video. Now when you tell you, it's three months. Some even don't know that they have never seen them physically. Mm-hmm. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Lovers of what? Pleasures. pleasures. They more can than... leave church to go to Adore. As for this party, we can't miss that one. Can go to Funua consistently. Church, 
lovers of what pleasures more than what lovers of god more than lovers of god that's the last days see people loving pleasure they will tell you corona is in church but the same person is in party they don't want to miss their friend's party their friend's wedding but when you say church corona's grandfather is here he's been distributing it in the church Is that all? Verse 5. Having a form of godliness. They have a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof. But they deny the power thereof. From such turn away. He said from such people. Turn away from them. So Paul. Gave us. The study. Of the last days. So when you study the theology of Paul, you find out things about the last days. When you study Paul's theology, you study about the last days. The next thing Paul taught the church is pneumatology. Pneuma is spelled P N. P-N-E-U-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. sorry. Pneumatology. Pneuma and then tology. Pneuma is P-N-E-U-M-A and then tology, which simply means steady. So pneumatology is the study of the spirit. Pneumatology is the study of the spirit. Jesus said, God is a spirit. Again, man also is a spirit. Genesis 1, 28, 26 through 28, you find that man is a spirit. So God is a spirit, man is a spirit. Angels are also spirit. So when you study the theology of Paul, you will know about spirits. One, God is a spirit. A spirit is simply something you can't see with your eyes. God is a spirit. Man is also a spirit. You that you are sitting there is not this flesh. That's not you. You are a spirit. The proof is that when a person dies, I you see when you go to funeral and they dress the dead body and put it there. The body is lying there, but they say the person is dead. Because the actual thing that makes the person is the spirit that is inside the person that has left the body. How come this physical being, you touch it, it's flesh, it's soft. The moment they say you are dead, which means your spirit has left you, it starts becoming hard. It starts dissolving. It's because the real you is a spirit. And then you are put in a container. So this body is just a container. That's not real you. You are just, it's like phone and the housing. The body is just the housing. The real human being is a spirit. That's why all our activities are in the spirit. When you are a sinner, you are a sinner in the spirit. 
when you get saved, you are saved in the spirit. So you say you are born again. Your physical body has not changed. You don't become born again and get tall like me. I become tall. No, no, no. It doesn't happen. Everything that happened to me at salvation is something you can't see with your eyes. You can only see it in the word of God. I'm saying it again. On Thursday, I'll be teaching that. I said everything and anything that happens to you at salvation happens to you in the spirit. And the only place you can find what happened to you is in the word of God. So you may not even see yourself physically as a new creation. You may not feel a new creation. But the Bible says you are a new creation. So I listen to the Bible to see who I am. Are you following? I don't feel like a new creation. You don't feel the things that happens to you spiritually. We believe it by what the word of God says. That is why Christianity is by faith. So I don't feel like Jesus has paid for my sins. You don't have to feel. That's why he gave you a written document. When lawyers give you a document, your feeling doesn't matter. It's what is written. They'll read the document and say, house number 42 belongs to you. I don't feel like house number 42 is me. It doesn't matter. Your feeling doesn't matter. It's what the document is saying. Even if somebody is angry about it, forget their anger. I mean, pray. I will never agree. If that house is not for him. I forget your shouting. What does the document say? So Christianity is not a feeling. It's what the word of God says. So you can only find who you are in God's word. That's why we read and explain. Because physically you can't see what happened. Because what happened to you is not physical. Exactly. When you got saved, let's say you met somebody on the street, he preached Jesus to you, he says, say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I thank you. <laughs> but you say you are changed. Because what happened to you is physical. It's spiritual, sorry. So the physical body, your pocket doesn't change. You can still be born again, heaven bound, and be broke to glory of God. Are you hearing me? Because salvation doesn't happen in your pocket. Salvation happens to your spirit. Are you here? And the only place you can find truly what really happened to you, who you are, is by reading the word of God. So when I read the word of God, that is why I have to read it and meditate, tell myself. This is what the word of God says. I am who the word of God says. I am the righteousness of God. I may not feel righteous. It is, doesn't matter. It is what the Bible says. I am protected. I don't have to feel some hand. Because you are, you are in a physical body, sometimes you want to feel, say, a hand is following you. Or that um, Jehovah 4 book, you know, you see a door. Some people say, oh, suffer. Sometimes when I'm going, I see a bed. You are seeing your own deception. There is no bed that is following anywhere. You don't get saved to be followed by a bed. Are you here? There is no white bed following anywhere. There is no sunshine anywhere. Any sunshine you see is summer. (laughs) 
Superstition, yo. You are very superstitious. Somebody has used imagination. They wrote figure of speech, literally. And I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. It is a spiritual vision. If you take it literal, you think the Holy Spirit is a bed. So when you go to your house, the artist who did very well, got you a white dove, then they did some sign, some light. So when you get there, Holy Spirit. Then they got one guy with long hair. Then he also stood like this. And then they took a picture or they drew it. Then he wrote, I am he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Minonye. <laughs> then by your bed, you are putting it there. Big one. All right, yes. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> yeah, just a joker. <laughs> One of the guys that acted in the movie of Jesus, he's even tired. He's begged people to stop coming to his house. He's just an actor. He's not Jesus. People wake up early in the morning. They go and put flowers at his door. Their prayer requests. Or see, Christ will grow in Indy. They can be watching and crying. <laughs> Jesus! There <laughs> yeah, people have a dream. I had a dream. Papa, I saw Jesus coming out of the picture. Oh, but no. What do you say? He's using you as piano. Go and read your Bible. Don't make images of things above. I said this, maybe the last time I'm saying it again. No disciple of Jesus wore a cross of Jesus. He didn't even give them cross. He didn't give anything. No. Not even olive oil. Not tea bread, butter bread. Some people are wearing very big cross around their neck. Oh, yeah, I saw my friend. I didn't a piano con. So for how? Hey, they used to cross around for how many days? You know, Jesus didn't carry the cross for up to a day. Few hours, you know, he's too whole. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Listen, the gospel we believe and have. It's in the written word and the written word that we believe in our heart. It is not in symbols and talking. Orange, coconut, banana. They're just eating healthy. <laughs> in this corona season, you need, if you go to church with banana, you are just helping your immune system. Very good. Eat it. Oh, I've done things. Me, I'm telling you. Mantle, whatever. Jesus gave nobody. When he was going to heaven, then he says, my dove, you have been with me. Take this cross as a sign. It's a movie you went to watch that an unbeliever wrote. That when they create their own demons, so people even think Satan is black. 
Some people ask, why is it that uh, Jesus is white? And Satan, who told you Satan is black? Where in the Bible did you see Satan as black? Somebody's own imaginations. And they go and watch Nigerian movie, and then that black spirit is coming, then they use the cross. In the name of Jesus! Yes! Yes! Yes, I saw you too. Oh, a lot of things we do, you will never find. You will never find, in, even in the Old Testament, they are not doing the things we are doing. Even in the Old, there is no anointing service organized by any of the churches in us of apostles to, to make anybody anything. To prosper anybody, there is none. When they did, the, the closest you find is that when they were sending people off to go and do work of me, separate me, Barnabas and whatever, the anointing simply means to be set apart. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean to empower you. No, no, it's not there. Jesus is called the anointed because he is the one set apart to die for us. Not he's the one that is powerful. I'll teach about it. I, I promise you. I'm going to teach about the oil, the anointing, all those things we do. When you, are, you don't properly teach, you will drink oil. You will get diabetes. More oil in your stomach. Where? Where did you find anointing service? Where they were pouring oil. Receive! Oops. Throw it on your body. Or rubbing it on your face. You will never find it in the Bible. We have created things, though. We have created things. In the church, after Jesus resurrected, there was no service that all the believers gathered and they started anointing them, marking them. I mark you with the blood of Jesus. 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 As this oil fall on your head, wherever you step, men shall favor you. I said they will favor you. You will never find it in the Bible. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me be just careful so I don't cross the line. You will never find it in the church that Jesus established. All of us of apostles, you will never find it. You will never, never. There was no washing of feet service anywhere. Washing of feet as a service. Never. Even Jesus' one was not service. He was teaching, serving one another. Which was to demonstrate what he was going to do. Serve us by dying. And he didn't use only washing of feet to demonstrate what he was coming to do. He used bread and wine. What we have turned to communion. He says, this is my body. This thing that Moses gave you was just to typify my body, which is going to be broken the night that Jesus was going to be crucified. He took bread to demonstrate that his body is going to be broken and shed. That is salvation he was talking about. Then he took wine to say, this is my blood that is going to be poured for the remission of sins. It is my blood that is going to bring you redemption. Not something you should be doing. So do this in remembry of me. Simply says, lay down your life for others. If you want to remember Jesus, don't be selfish in your living. Let your life 
be for others. As Jesus gave his life, we should give our life to others. That is what he meant by do this with me in your mind. So after he did the communion, then he took the cup. Sorry, he took the bow and washed the feet of his disciples to prove to them that even me, the leader, I am going to serve all of you by washing feet, not to change destiny. You're showing that if you're a leader, you serve. In Christianity, leaders serve. They don't pour rose for man of God to step on. Protocol walking in front of man of God. Hey, come in. Man of God. Man of God is a servant, not a superstar. Man of God is a servant. Or yakwa. Every man of God is God's servant. Which servant take honor? Which main servant goes to town and they are throwing rose on their on their what are they talking about? The son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. That's what he's saying. We serve, I serve, you serve. We serve the world with the gospel of Christ. We reflect Christ. We don't become super when the Christ who died for us was not a superstar. What are you talking about? Are you here? So you need to understand. Jesus never get the church any symbol or talking. Sorry to disappoint you, not even his blood. He didn't give us his blood to be using it. He didn't do that. The blood of Jesus was used once on the cross of Calvary. So Hebrews, all he explained, once. He offered his blood once. And what did he do? It cleansed us. It made us holy. Simple. He used it. Nobody can use it again. When you are using it, you are just wasting your time. I plead the blood. Pleaded to do what? The blood has already been pleaded. And you are not the one who pleads the blood. Is it your blood? So we should stop all those religious jargons. So we have faith or sophobia or you be or demand me. So you are worshipping the bottle. When you should have faith in you that he that is inside you is greater than he that is in the world. I am a child of God. When you go to office, somebody has done, they walk through it. When you even pray, you are giving it power. What some of power? That somebody has brought sweat. If I see food in this COVID time that I need to boost my immune system. Stop all those things. Look, I told you that a man called me from East Legon that he's building this big house. He went there the next day. There was blood all over the building. He says he's calling me so I should say stop the prayer. First of all, move finally out to say, Prof, I know, I know, I know. Then next, later, the, the, the workers later found a dog. And so, could try fight me. I can't know. Didn't move. I'm not be true. No, we're saying, go compare prophet. Be a more action. Call me, baby. Me, who soon soon be a free way. Bushy him. I'm going to say, Diana, be seen. They'll tell you sorry because that's what you want to hear. Somebody will give you a quick story. I see. Do you have any friend who is also doing the same business that you do? Be careful. They'll create hatred. 
great imaginations because, you know, he was wondering who used blood on the... He's almost finished with Trasaco. So the question is, who will even go to Trasaco and put... Or would they even allow the person in the gate? But somehow he forgot where he was living and believed that a spirit or somebody has taken him to Juju. I said, don't, don't pray. If you pray, you're wasting your time. Lo and behold, less than 10 minutes and he called me and said, ah, they have seen a dog. The dog is the one who was bleeding. He said, every two minutes they will see something. Shall we pray? Hey, hey, hey. Brah. You want to hear something. Isn't that something you want to hear? You always hear something. A man, a, man, a man is in this church. He told me an interesting story. He said, There's this. I'm from Kumasi, so don't be offended. Prophet from Kumasi. I'm Prophet Kumasi. The man, every time you call him and tell him, sometimes, sometimes, when he wants to get money, he sees a vision. Say so he had a vision about him. So he called him. He said, now, because he's been coming to church, he's been listening to a message, he just decided to listen and enjoy himself. Then the man said, shall we pray? Kala, la, la, on the phone. They said, sir, I see your mother-in-law. Say, hey, where do you see her? Say, right now as I speak, he's gone to your house in London. He's trying to do something to fight you. He says, you mean right? He said, as I am speaking, spiritually, I see her right there. She's there. Then he said he intentionally cut the line. Then he called his house in London. No, first he called the mother-in-law. Shanti, I said, oh, I said, oh, I said, see, I am free to buy you. I said, I said, I So the woman is in Kejetia. The prophet too saw the woman in London. Then he called the daughter and said, hey, now see, where did you say my mother-in-law was? He said, I said, right in London. He said, I just called her. She said, this is at Kumaske. He said, no, 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 I mean spiritually. <laughs> revised standard. All of a sudden, he has revised the prophecy. If you want to hear fear, you hear fear. Hear me? Not everything has a meaning. There are coincidences in life. If you want to interpret every dream in life, you will always be confused. Not every dream has a meaning. In fact, write it in capital. I've said it, I'm saying it again. The lowest form God communicates with a believer is through dreams. When God has used all mediums and you are not hearing, that's when he used dream. Dream? Your life is not in a dream. Your life is in the word of God. So if you want every meaning to any dream, stop wasting your time. It is bondage. Anytime you had a dream, somebody was doing this. Said, hey, ignore it. Don't pray. Nothing will happen. If they know you are superstitious with dream, the devil won't stop feeding you. Your colleague will have a dream. Your auntie will have a dream. Your sister will have a dream. Every day, somebody will have a dream. Auntie called me three days ago and said she had a dream that my father has committed suicide. And I just can't imagine how my father likes life. <laughs> how he commits suicide. So I started to entertain myself. So, I said, oh, really? Say yes, just this done. Then I intentionally said, do you know my, aunt, my uncle just died? And it's true, my uncle just died 
a day before she was saying this. He said, oh, then it is our, your uncle. <laughs> she find a way for you to fit my uncle. I said, oh, good. At least my uncle is there, so even if you believe it, they say, eh. So that's why the Lord revealed to me, it is your uncle. You know the question? It is a distant uncle that she doesn't even have. I don't know how God will leave all the people close to my uncle. He didn't tell them, you, that my uncle doesn't even know you. You are the one he revealed it. Waste your time. People can create things when you are superstitious. When you are fearful, anything can be sold to you. So be careful. The devil takes advantage of ignorant Christians. Your life is not a dream. Don't be praying about dreams. Don't go and listen to a pastor who interprets every dream. In the days of Joseph, Holy Spirit was not living amongst them. So the whole of Israel, one person is a dreamer. In our time, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. If you have the spirit, why is Stop that, I beg. Don't let me go there. I'm closing on this. Have confidence in what the word of God says more than any dream you ever have. Have confidence in what the word of God says more than any dream you, a prophet, somebody had about you. Two, have confidence in the word of God more than any experience you have ever had. And when I step there, this I forget that one. Six different people saw I was dead about five, seven years ago. One of them is a recognized prophet in Ghana. One of the, if you are counting the recognized prophet in Ghana, he's from between one and three. I don't want to mention him. He called me crying. Go, but I saw you die. And the whole Ghana were crying. Me, who knows me in Ghana? The whole Ghana will cry because of me. Am I JJ? Said the whole Ghana, and there was Ghana flag around my coffin. As what? <laughs> okay, let's take at least I like the flag. Am I not a Ghanaian? Definitely. He told me, so I should come to his house. When he told me, within 30 minutes, I'm telling you something that happened. A friend of mine I met in Malaysia when I did my apostolic course. Early 2000. I have not heard from him for whatever. He also called that he has struggled to get my number. He had a dream. I was dead. That I need to rise and pray. Within less than a few hours, another, in fact, from more than five different people who don't know themselves. I didn't fast. I just said it will not happen. I am here. I didn't have accident, incident. I didn't even sleep from my bed. I didn't go and sow any seed. I didn't apply oil on my head. Out of respect, I went to see that prophet. When I went, he made me sit for two hours. I left and went home. 
He called me on the way. Ah, why are you going? I said, ah, if truly I was going to die like that and he make me sit for two hours. <laughs> I thought you said it's emergency. You worry yourself about so many things. How many things have happened to you physically? How many achievements have you had in life that came because of a dream you had? Go and see somewhere. You know how many hours in a year, in, in a day? How many activities in a day? Do you see everything that happens every minute of your life in a dream? Then go and sleep. Don't wake up. Stop worrying yourself. Some of you, your meaningless dream, it starts from where you don't even know where to end. You can have a dream in Ghana, end in China, go to Papua New Guinea, and come and end in Somalia. What's that? And you want interpretation. Even Joseph can interpret that. When he tried rice and sleep. Next week we'll be talking about there are two more that Paul teaches. We'll go a little bit about the spirit teaching of Paul. For you to understand some things that the church must understand. Paul took his time, taught about salvation, how we receive salvation. He taught about pneumatology. Things concerning the spirit. What is the spirit? Why do we cast out the demons? Do we need deliverance? All those things. We will be studying it. Then he spoke about eschatology. The last day's event. One day, one day, if God permits. One of the most, something that I've been warned by my pastor to never talk about. Is the book of Revelations and all the CCCs. Don't just waste your time. As they present, it's not, it's not how the Bible is. See, the problem is that people forget common English language. The book is Revelation. They are interpreting it literally. How? So when you read, say, 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 then you literally, he said it's a vision. And every vision needs to be interpreted. So why do you think the sisters are going to write on your hand? For what? Why you God say, did they give you a tag? What's that? So all those coconuts, so just imagine, if they will give you sisters, is it on your spirit or on your hand? The one they talk about, is it spirit or hand? Is it forehead, eh? Is it physical or spiritual? Is it spiritual or physical? Physical. So if, let's say, I go and they write, say, 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 on my forehead. Have you forgotten that when I die, I will leave this body here? So where would the sisters be? In my spirit? It means it's Kokwanasi's story. And they will give you a mark. And I'm saying, do you think this body is going to heaven? You'll be given a glorified body. How can a glorified body have a mark? A body that has never entered this life before. So whatever happens to this flesh, it doesn't matter. So all those who take your time, come to church, learn about Christ, do the work of ministry. That's why we come to church. You want to make money, go and work. Steady, upgrade yourself so that the opportunities will be bigger. You want to marry, bo bra bo ye. No be who, no who mobo. So open anointing to marry, forget it. They call it a breakthrough. Kobusa. Auntie Amanu, I say, I want a breakthrough. 